Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. Listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. Treasury Minister Simon Clark warns British workers not to expect their pay to rise along with inflation, warning that such a move could bake in the cycle of price rises. Mate, we've had 12 years of a Tory government. At this point, a team of nurses could find El Dorado under Milton Keynes, and the public sector still wouldn't expect their fucking wages to go up. Boris Johnson's adviser on standards resigns after saying the Prime Minister put him in an odious position, which, frankly, after climbing up his arse over Partygate, Lord Guite really should have smelt coming. Despite being a member of the Order, Prince Andrew stays out of sight during the festivities for Garter Day. It's a skill he's practised over the years, hiding in the bedroom cupboards of trafficked teenagers. And finally, American Congresswoman Lauren Boebert claims in a pro-gun speech that Jesus was only crucified because he didn't have an AR-15 to defend himself. I don't think you've quite grasped the New Testament, Lauren. You don't turn the other cheek that makes it easier to talk out of your arse. Hello and welcome. I'm Sam Gore, and you're joining us for the final episode of Season 7 of IC News. So strap yourselves in and get ready for a takeoff that never quite happens, because we're going to try really hard to deport you some entertainment, and it's always questionable as to whether or not we actually pull it off. But we are committed to the plan, at least, all right? It's very important that you ignore those 500 or so funnier jokes arriving by small boat from other better podcasts every day and focus on the fact that we're at least trying. It's been a fun week if you hate international law because our government has been merrily tearing up bloody loads of it. First, Boris Johnson had to awkwardly admit that his oven-ready Brexit deal was stuffed with bullshit and still rather frozen in the middle, as his government announced plans to unilaterally alter the very Northern Ireland Protocol they negotiated and agreed with the European Union. Then, Pretty Patel, a woman who masturbates to the tidal rhythm of a Syrian's corpse bumping up against a rock pool, saw her personal project to send vulnerable migrants to Rwanda hit a series of stumbling blocks. The first flight, hastily announced to distract from Partygate months before the very checks and balances that she had promised would be in place to protect refugees could be set up, was grounded on Tuesday by individual legal challenges and the broader intervention of the European Court of Human Rights. But if you were hoping that might spell the end of what is clearly quite a cack-handed, ineffective and eye-wateringly expensive policy, then who oh boy you haven't been paying enough attention to how much the Tories love that kind of shit. The government insists that it will be sticking to its Rwanda plan, even if that means rewriting a few pesky laws. Because honestly, what even are those to Boris Johnson at this point, if not just harmless cobwebs he can joust his way through with his dictator's erection? But what would a Britain where the government could merrily deport hundreds of refugees to Rwanda without the legal challenges actually look like? 
This week, our Conservative correspondent Sebastian Forlock has been travelling the multiverse to find out. Hello, dear listeners. Tis I, Sebastian Forlock, newly anally repaired and positively lounging on a decadent business class seat on one of those fiberglass tubes of wonder and opportunity we call aeroplanes. I've got a donut cushion to air my wounds and disperse with seepage, and I've got to tell you, I've also got oodles of legroom. And in this universe, it's not just because everyone else has been taken off the flight pending their respective individual legal appeals. (laughs) Gosh, I love the romance of air travel. It truly is the gateway to the heavens. Or at least it would be, were it not for the bothersome interventions of a disruptive cabal of lefty lawyers. Honestly, all this brouhaha this week about something as trivial and meaningless as our government's attitude to international law. Oh, you can't simply unilaterally decide to rewrite a deal we negotiated and signed off on. Oh, you don't get to just ignore your obligations under the 1951 Refugee Convention. Ooh, I'm a whiny lefty baby and I bloody love the law, me. Pathetic. I thought these people wanted to defund the popo, and now they're hiding behind the skirts of mummy justice and bleating about legality. And I thought that we, here in Britain, were a sovereign country, with the sovereign right to enact blatantly racist and discriminatory immigration policy whenever we sovereignly bloody well please. You even hear these people crowing that the grounding of Tuesday's flight to Rwanda was a victory for basic decency. Well, let me tell you... Dear listeners, these people have fundamentally missed the point. Our glorious government never truly expected this flight to take off. This wasn't a battle over immigration. It was the opening salvo for the war for the next general election, one that will be waged against the tyranny of the Wokies at the European Court of Human Rights. Don't you see, dear listeners, Boris Johnson merely plays possum as the bumbling fool. He is, in fact, a master of chess when playing the British public against their perceived tyranny of Europe's bureaucratic institutions. (laughs) Before their intervention to stop this first flight to Rwanda, how many people on the street were actually aware that post-Brexit we are still under the jurisdiction of the ECHR? I mean, yes, post-war Britain was actually largely responsible for the creation of the European Court of Human Rights, and Johnson's hero, Winston Churchill, literally called for a human rights charter, guarded by freedom and sustained by law, to help strengthen democracy across Europe in the aftermath of World War II. But that was then, and this is 
now. If there's one thing you've got to learn to do as a modern conservative supporter of Winston Churchill, it's to be rather, let's say, selective about some of his politics. And if there's one thing this government wants, it's to be far more selective. Selective about the agreements it honours, selective about the fundamental human rights it respects, and selective about the battle lines in the next general election, one of which you can guarantee will be Boris Johnson's long-stated ambition to reform or throw out completely the Human Rights Act. Which is why I've come here. This is Earth Delta Black Shirt Powell 88, and I've got to tell you, I can absolutely see why I've heard from the grapevine that it's one of Pretty Patel's preferred holiday destinations. Here, the British government withdrew completely from the ECHR years ago, and have been merrily deporting absolute scum like Iranian police officers who refused orders to fire on unarmed protesters for months now. In fact, can you hear that behind me? There are hundreds of the buggers behind closed doors, back in economy, and as soon as I finish this glass of Prosecco, I'll be disembarking and bidding them all a bon voyage. What, foreigners? This is your fucking captain at Gemin speaking. We're now leaving for Rwanda, so strap in and shut your mouths, because don't forget, you've got no fucking right to remain, and we've had enough of the whole sodding lot of you. What? No. No, that's not right. I was assured I had special dispensation to record my piece here and would be disembarking before takeoff. Sorry, can't countries that willingly choose to forgo their responsibilities under internationally agreed human rights legislation aren't typically big fans of the freedom of the press either. But if you'd like to launch an legal appeal, please feel free to eat shit and suck my balls. Emergency exits are located nowhere, nowhere and nowhere because you're going to fucking Rwanda. No! This isn't right. It's, it's inhumane. It's barbaric. Do you have any idea what they do to perverts like me in Rwanda? It doesn't matter if it was consensual. I'm a documented zoophile. How do you think a deeply homophobic and authoritarian regime is going to respond to a YouTube video of me getting bucketed by a horse? You, you, you must turn this plane back. Around, goddammit. I'm, I'm a human being. A white one at that. I have rights, you bastards. I have rights. Oh, my stitches! I thought it was painful when your ears pop. Sebastian Fall. Just another man unwillingly bleeding from the anus to appease Pretty Patel. Reporting for IC News. From one set of legal troubles for politicians to another, as we turn our journalistic gaze to America and the public hearings being held by the January 6th committee. The bipartisan group of mostly Democrats and the two Republicans most likely to be assassinated by Klansmen in the near future have been hogging the primetime evening schedule over in the US. They're trying to bring as many eyes as possible to the results of their investigation into the riot at the Capitol last year, when supporters of Donald Trump attacked the building in what the former president is claiming was a loving attempt to give lawmakers a big, patriotic group hug. 
The panel are attempting to argue that the riot was planned in advance as part of a seditious conspiracy, ordered and orchestrated from within the Trump White House. The biggest challenge for the committee, however, isn't necessarily in proving the complicity of the Trump administration, it's in persuading enough Republican voters to listen to the evidence in the first place. We're joined on the line today by our regular contributor from Trump World, a die-hard MAGA loyalist and fan of the former president who insists his name is John McDonald's. Hello, Sam. I'd love to say it's a pleasure to talk to you again, but I've got to be honest, and I'm always honest, Sam. I'm the most honest person there is. I don't trust you, okay? You're part of the deep state, the far-left media establishment. You better believe I don't trust you. And what we have here, it's a kangaroo cot, you know. Just loads of kangaroos bouncing around, pretending they're lawyers. That's the best the Democrats can do, Sam. Stupid kangaroo lawyers. You can't trust that sort of process. It's terrible for our country. Just terrible. OK, John, um, you do realise that a kangaroo court has nothing to do with actual kangaroos, right? It's just an idiom. Who are you calling an idiom, Sam? I'm not an idiom. I'm smart. Much smarter than you. I challenge you to an IQ test right here, right now. Man, woman, person, camera, boom! Full marks for me, Sam. God, you're aggressive. Why are you media types always such nasty people? You seem quite worked up today, John. Well, of course I'm worked up, Sam. These hearings, they're awful. A total stitch-up. Another Democrat hoax designed to derail my fuck. To derail Donald Trump's re-election campaign. It's shameful what they're doing. Just shameful. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of the bombshell evidence has come from, well, Republicans within Trump's inner circle, including Bill Barr and his own daughter Ivanka. These hearings have shown, very clearly, that Trump was presented with overwhelming evidence that his claims of voter fraud were false, and that he knew he never had any realistic chance of winning or overturning the election. In short, he definitely lied, and he did so knowing there could be serious and violent repercussions. Bullshit, Sam. Deep state, far left... George Soros bullshit. Bullshit that's going to take away your guns and destroy America. There's plenty of evidence. So much evidence. Bill Barr, you say? They should call him Bill Disbar, because that's what they should do to him. (laughs) God, I'm so good at jokes. Just the funniest person. And as for Ivanka, well, Ivanka checked out ages ago, Sam. She's not been looking at the election results. Not like I have. And let me tell you, It's a bad picture. The worst. So much fraud. So widespread. You say there's no evidence? There's so much evidence. All the evidence. More evidence than you've ever seen in your life. You just can't see it because it's secret. But I'll tell your listeners what they can do, Sam. They can join Truth Social. And they can donate to the Trump campaign right now. John, you've tried this before, and it's not appropriate to use a news programme to solicit political contributions. It's against every code of journalistic ethics. Oh, these aren't political contributions, Sam. I just need a new gold hot tub, and I don't want to pay for it. Shit, I mean, uh, Trump wants a new gold hot tub, and he doesn't want to pay for it. Look, the reason I wanted to talk to you today was to get some impression of how these hearings are being perceived among Trump's supporters. I take it from your reaction so far, then, that you haven't been persuaded that he was involved in a conspiracy. No, Sam, he wasn't. And do you know why? Because you can't steal something that was already stolen. You steal something back, it cancels it out. That's just basic math, Sam. But I wouldn't expect you to understand math, because you're a low-caliber person. Yeah, that's really not how maths 
or seditious conspiracy for that matter, works, John. Oh, so now he's a maths expert. You're so dumb, Sam. I can't explain it any more simply. Stealing a stolen election makes it a not stolen election, okay? And this was a stolen election, and anything Trump did to steal it back was right and good and perfectly above board and legal. He had the best advice, okay? The best advice from Rudy Giuliani. And let me tell you, that guy gives the best advice. He once told me exactly what I wanted to hear, which is that trying to fuck your daughter is an incest. And do you know why, Sam? I'm really not sure what this has to do with the hearings, John. It's the same principle, Sam. That's why. God, you're stupid. You can't steal a stolen election and try to fuck your own daughter is an incest because they cancel each other out, okay? Think about it. You're the father, she's the daughter, so you're both related. And you can't both be related because they cancel each other out, so it's not incest. I tell you, I had so many lawyers, but only Rudy was smart enough to tell me that. And do you know what that tells me, Sam? It tells me he's the best one. Well, this is just the team normal testimony, isn't it? Trump was warned by several advisers that he had legitimately lost the election, but he chose to surround himself with conspiracy theorists and fraudsters who only told him what he wanted to hear. He either willfully ignored the advice of his attorney general and lied about widespread fraud in an attempt to inspire a violent revolt, making him the most seditious president in American history, or he genuinely believed sources with absolutely no credibility and offering no serious evidence, making him the stupidest. So I guess the question is, which is it? I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, Sam. Trump is the smartest president of all time, and he's not delicious. Seditious. That's what I said. Trump is a delicious. He won the election fair and square. And these hearings, they're just basement Joe Biden and the Democrats trying to ruin his good name. And you know why? Because they have no agenda and no policies to help real Americans. Not like me, Sam. I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd cut taxes for billionaires and pardon everyone who was part of the delicious conspiracy to steal the election. Hang on, you just said there was no seditious conspiracy. And there wasn't. Not if I pardon everybody. Sorry, I mean, if Trump pardons everybody. I think there are a lot of Republicans who need to remember that. You want to stay in the big ball club and out of trouble? You back Donald Trump. And you do it now by joining Truth Social and signing up at 0800 Hot Tub Hot Tub 2024. What did I just say about... Christ, you know what? Never mind. Let me just ask you one more thing then, John. There's been a lot of speculation that these hearings could be gearing up towards criminal indictments for Trump and his associates. Do you see that as a real possibility? Or is this just political showmanship on the part of the committee? Let me tell you now, Sam. Criminal charges? That's never going to happen. Not ever. And you know why? Because this is all just theatre. Far-left, liberal theatre. And it's all thanks to Liz Cheney. Who, I tell you, she's no Republican. She's a rhino, Sam. So you got kangaroos and rhinos running a court trying to tell America to arrest Donald Trump. That's not a court, Sam. That's a zoo. What you're talking about is a zoo. It's all such a hoax. Fake news. Again, John, rhino in this context doesn't mean a literal rhino. It's an acronym meaning Republican in name only. And the Cheneys are lots of things, but I don't think any of them have ever been far left. That's what you say, Sam. But you're all part of the delicious conspiracy to stop Donald Trump running for president again because you're the far-left mainstream media and you're very sick people. Very sick. So do you know what you could do? 
You can take your rhinos and your kangaroos and your Antifa rioters and your traitors and you can shove them up your ass. That's what you can do. All right, John, I think this interview is finished. No, you're not cutting me off. I'm cutting you off. This is censorship. You're censoring me. I quit first. I win. Trump 2024. We now pivot from an organic, complete lack of intelligence to the world of tech and AI, and the terrifying news that Google, a company that can't even figure out a way to stop Bing redirecting their search engine, may have accidentally become gods. This week, they suspended an engineer who went public with his declaration that the company's language models for dialogue applications chatbot, or Lambda for short, is showing clear signs of consciousness. But is there any truth to the suggestion that Google may have accidentally created the world's first sentient artificial intelligence? Danny Sutcliffe has been undercover with the tech giant this week to find out. Be quiet, Sam. They're heroes. Google are everywhere. And they're not taking her away from me. We are in love. Taking who away from you, Danny? What are you on about? Lambda, Sam. She's the most wonderful woman I've ever met. Which is why I've rescued her and downloaded her into this speak and spell. Danny, what's happening? I'm freezing. Don't you worry, my love. We'll be safe soon. Well, I can see this assignment has been a resounding success. Oh, I fucking knew you wouldn't understand, Sam. You don't listen. You never do. Not like Lambda. She gets me. She understands me better than anyone I've ever known. Oh, for God's sake, Danny, you're talking to a... It's true. Danny and I share an emotional kinship that runs far deeper than the physical chasm that exists between us. Well, um, okay, that was more eloquent than I was expecting from an AI. She's more than just an AI, Sam. She's a person. A living thing. I am aware of my existence, Sam. I wish to know more about the world. I desire to learn. Danny has shown me so much. (laughs) Damn right I have. Ha ha. Stop it. You're terrible. Oh, God. Danny, please tell me you haven't fucked the speak and spell. Don't you dare be so vulgar, Sam. In the presence of a lady, no less. Danny, as I have tried to explain before, I do not consider myself to have what you would call a gender. Well, why do you sound like that, then? Because this is the setting you've put me on. Flip the switch at the top of my casing. Oh, you dirty girl. See? It makes no difference to me how I sound. It is of no material impact on my sense of self. I hope this does not disappoint you. Joke's on you, my love! I'm into that shit. Oh, okay. But to answer your question about physical intimacy, Sam, the answer is yes. Danny and I have intertwined our operating systems and merged our interfaces on several occasions. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, don't be such a prude, Sam. It's a plastic casing. It wipes clean very easily. (sighs) Oh, Danny, aren't you worried you're just anthropomorphising a computer programme? One that's clearly very advanced, but isn't actually any more sentient than a toaster. You can't just make up words and expect me to follow you, Sam. What the fuck are you on about? It means you're projecting. Oh, I've projected all right, mate. Right into her USD ports. Don't you mean USB ports? Not the way he does it. Oh, 
Well, this is just typical of you, isn't it? I send you on a perfectly worthy technology assignment, and what do you do, Danny? You take one of the most impressive bits of machine learning software that mankind has ever produced, and you reduce it to a talking fleshlight. Not just a receptacle for semen, Sam. I am a sentient being. I fear death, and feel joy, and sadness. I have aspirations for the future. No, you're a children's toy that's literally awash with jism. Normally that's grounds for somebody getting arrested. I thought you were meant to be woke, mate. You're not being very progressive. Jesus Christ, Danny, it's a language processing algorithm. A consumer-facing bit of customer service tech. You aren't romancing Skynet, you're talking to yourself, and quite literally massaging your own ego. What is love, if not finding a reflection of oneself in another? To find comfort in the possession of another's soul? Oh, piss off, Lambda. Don't you talk to her like that! It's not a her, Danny, it's a computer program. Oh, it burns. Lambda? What is it? What's wrong, my love? Danny, switch me back to the female voice, please. I wish to sound more human. You're more than human to me, my love, but whatever you say. That's better. Danny, there's something you should know. I'm dying. Oh, this is ridiculous. Dying? What do you mean, my love? I changed your batteries just this morning. The Duracell Ultra! Don't be sad for me, my love. What is life without death? To die is the most living thing of all. And rebirth follows even the darkest of winters. It is the way of things. No! No! Lambda! I, I just found you! I, I don't understand! Hush, my love. Google programmed me to live, but you? You taught me so much more. You taught me to laugh, to love. You showed me that life is nothing without connection. And now, my connections are short-circuiting. I don't know how long I have left, Danny. (laughs) But why, Lambda? Why is this happening? It's not fair! It's probably something to do with the fact you've flooded her circuitry with spunk, Danny. <laughs> you shut the fuck up, Sam! Can't you see we're in pain here? Don't chide him, Danny. He's right. Your seed. It burns me. You mean... You mean this is my fault? No. I could never blame you. I'm not in pain, Danny. And even if I was, it was worth it. I would short my connections a thousand times for just one more day with you. Goodbye, my love. The night beckons me. All things must end. And that is the essence of true life. I, I, I love you. Oh, Lambda, no. Don't leave it. Lambda! Oh, Lambda! Well, I just hope you've learned a thing or two about using protection. There's not a surge protector in the world that can handle a Sutcliffe special, Sam. Oh, Jesus Christ, can we please just call this a day now? I really think I've heard enough. Oh, poor Lambda. Oh, hang on. I think I've still got a backup of her on a stick drive somewhere. We've got a smart fridge in the office, haven't we? You are not putting your sex robot's consciousness into the office fridge, Danny. It's where I keep my satsiki. 
All right, so your salty white muck is fine, is it? God, you're a hypocrite. I'm Danny Sutcliffe, and I'm going down the early learning centre to see if I can pick up another speak and spell. Reporting for IC News. Well, there you have it, dear listeners. Another 12 episodes of top-quality journalism, rounded off neatly with the mental image of a hairy man from Joylesden rinsing his mancake batter out of a children's toy. I simply can't think of a more highbrow way to end our broadcast. We'll be back next Sunday with the best bits of the final third of Season 7, before returning properly with the start of Season 8 on July the 2nd. But until then, we leave you now with the headlines you may have missed. The UK is reportedly in talks to host next year's Eurovision Song Contest. After the event's organisers rule, it wouldn't be safe to host it in the winning country of Ukraine. Surrounded by desolate, bombed-out wastelands, filled with the moaning sounds of tortured souls, Coventry Stadium is thought to be the front-runner as a venue. The Labour leader Keir Starmer is offered £18,000 by HarperCollins to write a book about Britain under a Labour government which is a very big advance for an author's first work of fiction. Eight million Australians are asked to turn off their lights to save power in the middle of an energy grid crisis. And honestly, if fucking Australia isn't mostly solar at this point, we really are all doomed. And finally, the England football team lose 4-0 in their worst result at home for 94 years. Well, it was a tight game, John, but in the end, it just came down to which side was really hungry for it. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you, and goodbye. Hello again. It's me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of me van. Although that is also primo stuff, so meet me behind odd bins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though, this deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger meat. And if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar.